This is music attorney Randy Ojeda. As an attorney, I've helped artists and bands secure hundreds of thousands of dollars in advances, and I've collected even more money in unpaid royalties owed to songwriters and producers. I've negotiated licensing deals, label deals, publishing and management deals, and so much more. And right now, I'm offering a free initial consultation for all artists because I truly believe that all musicians should have access to quality legal services. So find out what my firm can do to help your music career. Head to randyohedalaw.com and book a free consultation now. Welcome to Cigar City Radio. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanez. Have you ever thought about why you don't have like a literal case of <laughs> like they just don't turn into raisins? Um, no, actually, I never thought about that. Seems like something you have thought about a lot, though. I have thought about it a lot, especially yeah. when I was a teenager and just <laughs> one after the other. Like, how do we <laughs> after all of that? Oh, my God. Our guest on this episode is Tad Denham from Recycled Tunes. Recycled Tunes is a part of Gasparilla Music Foundation. Shout out to GMF. Woop woop. Their mission is to enrich the lives of underserved children in Tampa Bay by ensuring access to musical instruments. Since 2021, Recycled Tunes has been able to serve over 94 schools and they've donated more than 2,200 instruments. That's a lot of instruments. That's a lot of kids playing instruments, man. Yeah. Can you that's... imagine that all in one band? <laughs> yeah, I, I could. That'd be <laughs> yeah. like the the Spinal Tap bass player song with like 100 <laughs> bass players. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And it smells like Teen Spirit with like a stadium full of people playing it. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. No, but that's awesome. Kids are playing music. That's what we want to see. That's all I need to see, man. For more information on Recycled Tunes and to donate an instrument... Head to RecycledTunesFlorida.com. And also, I want to give a big shout out to Michelle from GMF for uh, putting us in touch with Tad and, you know, helping us on the road to Gasparilla. (laughs) So here it is. Recycled Tunes. We're here with Tad Denham from Recycled Tunes. Tad, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. Um, so tell me a little bit about Recycled Tunes. What's the what's what's the deal? Yeah, so Recycled Tunes um, is a program of the Gasparilla Music Foundation. The, the foundation is kind of the overall umbrella that includes um, the Gasparilla Music Festival that's been going on for a dozen years now, um, but it also includes kind of our program to give back to the community called Recycle Tunes. Uh, Recycle Tunes has been around uh, for now 10 years. And um, what we do is work with local schools, um, particularly lower income Title I schools, and try to fill the gap with what the music teachers um, need in their classrooms. Um, we do that by, you know, just first asking them what their, their needs are and then try to fill those gaps with either buying new instruments um, or fixing broken instruments. Uh, but we also do instrument drives throughout the year and collect instruments from the community. Um, oh, wow. And uh, found that to be very successful. Um, but then, you know, 
throughout the year, I mean, you know, weekly we get uh, people just find us on, on the internet and, uh, or want to donate instruments and they reach out to us and we have them drop off instruments all the time at our shop. So you do have a shop. So the name Recycled Tunes is pretty literal in the fact that you're you're taking kind of old instruments, used instruments that people are donating and and are you refurbishing them? What are you doing with them? That's exactly what we're doing. We're refurbishing those. We uh, we certainly you know, request instruments in, that are gently used and have the potential to be to be reused. And we'll take a look at them and see what might need to be done. It could be as simple as putting strings on a guitar or a new new drum head on drums. But uh, sometimes it's more involved. And we have um, several partners we work with that uh, you know repair band instruments uh, that do a little more technical work on guitars. Um, we work with uh, the violin shop to um, restring and do repairs on any uh, string instruments. We have violins, cellos, and such. Wow. Yeah, so we yeah uh, recycle tunes is exactly what we do. We try to recycle them, take them you know from a, a place where they're not being used anymore, um, and put them in hands of kids who are looking for the opportunity to to uh, to learn an instrument. That's incredible. You know, I think oftentimes you know some folks take for granted the fact that instruments are available for them and you know that's not always the case for for certain schools and you know certain children like you said so that's that's great that you actually provide that service sure yeah and you know there are as i mentioned we we focus on the more lower income schools that aren't as likely to have a pta or a band boosters or someone that's there to help uh, provide resources and raise money for them so that's why we we focus on that group uh, of, um, of of schools and students shout out to my my old band teacher, uh, Mrs. Wegman, she's from Russia. And um, she actually said, you know, I remember once she was really upset because we showed her a video of like, you know, Nirvana or one of these bands smashing their guitars. And she was just so she was so upset that somebody would destroy an instrument. She's like, you know, people can, you know, somebody else could use that. And when she grew up in Russia, you know, she didn't she didn't have access to a grand piano or something like, you know, some people have. Um, and she, she really took offense to people breaking their instruments like that, you know? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I, I can totally see that. And, uh, yeah, you, you just don't realize the impact that an instrument can have on a kid. You know, some, some kids, uh, you know, may, uh, may, you know, play ukulele or play a recorder and may not click with them, but there are other kids that get an instrument in their hand and it could be life-changing. Um, yeah. and that's one of the things that I think has been cool about this is the impact that music has on people uh, to inspire them. And, you know, some kids get an instrument in their hand and they go on to become a professional musician or they may go on to uh, be a songwriter or you never know where they're going to go with it. And uh, I think the important thing, though, is making sure they have the access and uh, and take it where they want it to go. First off, when did Recycled Tunes start? We started uh, about 10 years ago. We just actually are in our, our 10th year now. Um, and as I mentioned, our primary focus has been elementary schools. Um, okay. you know, but I started with the program uh, after retiring from TECO. After 35 years, I was looking for some uh, positive way to spend my time and ended up finding my way to Recycled Tunes. Um, and when I started, I realized that we get a lot of band instruments donated. You know, the, the saxophones, the trumpets, the, the clarinets. Um, which are not as much a fit in elementary schools around here. Mm. Um, so just this year, expanded our program to start working with middle schools. So we were working with similar um, type uh, middle school band programs that are in the uh, Title I lower income um, schools and uh, found some success getting hands, um, uh, getting instruments in the hands of, uh, of students that, that need those. 
Oh, that's amazing. I could see that, you know, because I, I believe when I was in high school, I played saxophone for a year and I, I had the opportunity to rent my saxophone um, at, at Paragon Music, which I don't think Paragon Music is around anymore. And I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of those music stores are, are probably not around anymore. So is it a situation where people have to buy their instruments now and then, you know, after they're done with their you know school or their program or whatever, that, then that's why they're donating? Yeah, that's what we find. You know, that's just, you know, um, sometimes it's, you know, um, a parent may say, hey, my child was playing this instrument. They've gone off to college. And they're not going to use this guitar anymore or this flute or whatever. They'll bring it in. But we also have people that have been that have held an instrument for 30 or 40 years. They may have played it, you know, you know, when they were in high school and they just sat under the bed or in the closet for a period of time and they hear about us or they finally, you know, decide to look for a new home for it. Maybe they're downsizing. And so there's many different stories that we hear about you know, why instruments make their way to us. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's across the board, you know, but uh, they just realize that it's still got some value to it and uh, still can make music. And so, let's, you know, they want to put it in the hands of, um, of someone that can use it. I do want to mention also Paragon, uh, you know, um, they did close their big retail store that most people are familiar with over on Hillsboro, mm -hmm. but they are actually still operating and uh, they're in a smaller location up on Bush now. Um, they are primarily focused on band uh, rentals, band instrument rentals, um, but they also oh, are, wow. are kind of, they're our go-to repair shops. So when we get an instrument in, you know, that needs uh, a little TLC, some cleaning, some new pads on a sax or something, then we take it there and they uh there are our, our go-to um shop for that oh that's amazing and so glad to hear is it uh do you know is it still the remore family that's uh involved sure in is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Remore, and yeah and there's a couple of folks that work with him they do lessons as well but yeah, yeah. still the same group and oh, uh, they've been very very beneficial and helpful for for us and getting our unit our instruments in uh playable condition I'm so glad to hear that. I I, I was good friends with uh with Dick Memore's son uh, Mikey um growing up for okay. a while. We we played in bands and stuff together. And uh, you know, I I've I have I haven't been in touch in a while, but I'm I'm glad to hear that that Paragon's still going because yeah, I, I think I I drove past the the Hillsborough location and and it wasn't there anymore. So I was you know I figured they they'd close their doors, but I'm glad to see they're still serving the the area. They definitely are. Yeah, it's really cool. That's amazing. So they're one of your key repair shops. Um, what's the right. instrument that that you need the most? Like what what is the instrument that people are asking for the most to to get recycled? Yeah, um, in elementary schools, we find uh, need and interest in ukuleles. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, hand percussion, kind of like tubanos, um, drums like that. Um, but you know, they also do request, uh, guitars. They like smaller, the elementary schools, like, you know, smaller scale guitars, like a three quarter size guitar. Um, but they also have interest in, um, in, in, um, uh, electric instruments, you know, electric guitars, um, electric basses. Some of the elementary schools have rock bands that they, uh, that they, uh, have formed. So, uh, those are, um, you know, pretty good requests, um, that we see in elementary schools. Um, in the uh, the middle schools, um, you know, they're looking for instruments across the board, band instruments across the board, particularly some of the, the lower instruments like the, a tuba, baritones, um, mm. trombones um, aren't as quite available um, as a, a flute or trumpet uh, might be. Uh, but all those are in demand. 
from our perspective is is just whatever folks may have that they're not using anymore if they see that there's a value on passing on and um we'd be happy to take it if somebody wanted to donate where would they go um what what's the process look like yeah they can go to our websites the kind of the main um, path and that's recycledtunesflorida.com and when they go there they can find a donate the instrument um um, tab and they can fill out the information, let us know what they've got. Um, and then we can provide information to them on, um, where to drop it off. Our office is on Cypress street near downtown Tampa. So many people bring instruments by, but we can also make arrangements if needed to pick an instrument up. I can imagine if somebody's donating, you know, like a piano or something like that, you need to maybe come pick it up. Yeah. And just some people, you know, may live uh, far away or have a bigger instrument than their car can accomplish, uh, can accommodate. So we'll, um, we'll uh, pick those up Uh, regarding pianos. That's one of the few things that we typically don't accept. Um, okay. Yeah. And just the reason for that is that as you just kind of, you mentioned, they're kind of difficult to move, but they're also in low demand. Um, and we get requests regularly, uh, from people that want to donate pianos and we typically aren't able to accept those just because low demand, hard to move and difficult to store or they're, they're big to store. And, um, and there's not much demand for them. I, I, I hate doing that, but, uh, um, but I, I have found a few homes for pianos from time to time. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 there, it's not always a loss when someone reaches out to us, but, uh, too, too frequently we uh, have to decline taking pianos. Unfortunately. That, that makes sense. Yeah. But, but guitars, ukuleles, small instruments, saxophones, you know, you, you name it, th- those are all good to go. Yep. And drum sets. I mean, we, we, um, you know, bring in drum sets or snare drums um, and refurbish those and get them out. I've got uh, several drum sets that are going out to some middle schools uh, in the next few weeks. One thing I'll share with you is uh, our impact on schools last year um, in Hillsborough County. We work with uh, 56 um, schools. Uh, to provide um, music instruments, either new or used instruments, or repairs for the school, and we uh, either uh, we donated and repaired over 450 um, instruments to those classrooms. Wow, 450 instruments! That's uh that's like an orchestra. Yeah, for sure, and then some, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you only work in Hillsborough County, or our, uh... our primary focus is Hillsborough County? Yes, um, okay. that's that's been our primary focus. And, um, and mostly with the, uh, the Hillsborough County Schools. Um, there are some other programs that we've helped support, you know, um, when um, requests have come through, we try to, you know, um, do things we can to help put music in, in kids' hands. Um, so we've done a few um, things outside of schools. We have a someone who's worked with uh, a foster kid uh, home and I uh, was doing a string program with them and we were able to support them. So there's been a couple of... Uh, of non-school related things, but the the vast majority of what I just mentioned was uh, through uh, the local schools. Amazing. Amazing. And so you, you mentioned at the, at the beginning of this, that this is part of the Gasparilla music foundation. So what, what's the foundation and, and how does recycled tunes uh, work with that? Yeah, great question. Um, yeah. So the foundation is kind of the umbrella organization when uh, the, the, the music festival idea came about, you know, 12 15, or 14 years ago, um, they decided to create it as a uh, nonprofit. So the Gasparilla Music Festival itself, when you buy a ticket to the festival, you're supporting recycled tunes. So that's kind of the mm-hmm. one of the key funding sources for recycled tunes um, is the festival 
Um, we've, uh, we're in our 13th year now with a festival uh, coming up on February 16th through 18th. We're excited to move from our longtime home in Curtis Hickson Park downtown. We're now relocating to Julian B. Lane Park, um, which is across right. the river, a uh, little bit bigger park. Um, we're excited uh, to put that festival on just you know less than three weeks now. Um, we've got a little more space there. We'll have uh, 50 bands playing on five stations uh, stages over three days. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. I mean, I've been to, uh, you know, pretty much every Gasparilla Music Festival. Um, so, right. I, yeah. you know, I'm excited to see see the changes. And yeah, it's been at Curtis Hickson for so long that I almost couldn't imagine it anywhere else. But, you know, Julian B. Lane Park is is beautiful. So I, I'm sure it's going to be a, a great time. Yeah, it will be. It's um, it's a great setting, a little more space for us to kind of spread out a little bit and offer some uh some new things, uh, but also keep the same things that everyone enjoys: the great music, uh, the the cool vendors, the uh, the great food. Great um, food. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of things to uh, create a full festival experience for folks. Yeah. So, so what is your involvement in the festival? Um, well, my um, involvement typically, you know, uh, I'm the Recycle Tunes guy and run the program, but um, right. I kind of do a lot of different things. Uh, it's kind of a all hands on deck when the festival comes around. Um, so I, I work on um, right now I'm working on the kids fest area, which is a really cool area that we have um, on Sunday from one to four, um, where we'll have a lot of kids focused um, activities. Um, there'll be some kid oriented DJs playing. There's, um, you know, arts and crafts. They'll be able to do uh, t-shirt tie dyeing, um, hands-on, uh, we call it an instrument petting zoo. Well, they'll actually oh. be able to come and, uh, we have some, uh, some of the music teachers we work with are going to come in and they'll man a, a space where they'll have different instruments and, and let kids, you know, strum a guitar or put their fingers on a keyboard or pull a bow across the string of a violin. So, um, those are all elements, um, that we, we focus on for, uh, for that Sunday, you know, Sunday's typically been kind of a family oriented day. Yeah. So we like to have, uh, things specific for the kids not that they wouldn't enjoy the music overall but uh but you know just some some really good hands-on stuff that's uh that's specific specifically geared towards kids yeah and i think that's one of the things that's so incredible about the festival is that it is family friendly you know you you can bring your whole family and, and hang out all day in the park and enjoy music and uh and right. great food and um you know it's it's a it's a safe fun environment for for an, for a whole family to go to yep yep for sure that's amazing. I remember, I think last year I saw uh, DJ Kitty out there um, from the Rays. You know, he was dancing with kids, you know. DJ I mean, Kitty will be there again this year. All right. DJ Kitty is the highlight of my festival every year. So, <laughs> right. yep. Yeah. Make sure you're there by 1.30 on Sunday. All right. DJ Kitty. Yeah. But we no. also have, uh, you know, as a partnership with our schools, we have um, one of the elementary schools has a, a drum line. Um, so they're bringing their drum line and their flag core out and they'll be, um, you know, doing a, uh, march around the, uh, the, the festival grounds, um, on Sunday as well. We have the, uh, uh, T uh Tampa Metropolitan Youth Orchestra will be, uh, playing on stage. So a lot of kid focused, um, activities, um, during, during that day, during Sunday. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And there, there's, there's great music in general on Sunday too. So Good day to good day to be there. Yep, yep, definitely. So yeah, I guess people don't really realize that their ticket is going to 
uh, such a good cause. So I'm glad, you know, we could talk to you today and, and, and hear more about what you do, because I think it's it's important, you know, not only just the mission of Recycled Tunes, but it's important for people to know that, you know, by attending Gasparilla and attending this festival, their money is going somewhere good. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you wish people knew um, about Recycled Tunes or what's the what's the one thing that people you know, that you, that you wish people understood about what you're doing? Well, um, I, I guess one thing that I, I, people may understand, but, you know, one of them to, to, to think about, you know, I think everybody could, would say that they like music. It, it, everybody likes music. Sure. Um, and, and it's something that uh, everyone can appreciate. One of the things that people may not be as aware of is the benefits that come from participating in music, whether it's singing or whether it's playing an instrument, there's so many benefits that come particularly for students at a young age or th really throughout their career uh, that can come from um, playing a music instrument, including cognitive development. Uh, their academic performance can be enhanced. Um, it helps with stress release, uh, particularly if there's, you know, um, other issues going on in their life. It might be an outlet for them to, uh, to really pour their time and energy into. Helps build their self-esteem, um, helps with social skills, um, teamwork. I mean, there's so many benefits that come from music. Um, I mean, many studies have been done to show uh, the impact on uh, development of of, uh, of of children and young adults and teens. Um, you know, SAT scores uh, that for people that have played music instruments are higher. Um, wow. So these are study, studies that have been done in more recent years. But you can go back 2,000 years and look at quotes from. Um, Plato and Socrates, and they were highlighting the benefits of music and how important it is. So they knew it 2,000 years ago, so it's not new, but it's something that I don't, don't think people are fully aware of um, or think about when it comes to music. Um, so those are um, you know, some of the kind of hidden benefits of participating uh, music that I think it's important for people to understand. Yeah, no, I, I I started playing music at a very young age, and I you know I, I've definitely seen a lot of what you're saying especially like with the social skills and the team building i mean that was always big for me it was just you know getting together with people and and making sounds together you know and i think yeah. that's that's such a positive way to to interact and and to learn from each other and so on point i'm glad i'm glad you said that that's a really a fantastic part of of instruments and um you know i'm glad i'm just glad to see music education um being prioritized somewhere because i feel like it often gets lost in the shuffle of uh of education in general you know yeah it's uh, one of those things that uh we've heard over time that you know the music and arts programs are some of the first to go because they're not as not perceived as being as important as the you know the core uh, curriculum but uh you know it's it's really um, important for folks to recognize how critical they are and how much they can enhance um, a student's education you know it also gives um kids a group to connect with, you know, that so many times in particularly middle school and high school, it's tough to find a group to fit in and, you know, finding, finding the band or finding chorus can be a, a really great place for kids to connect with others. You know, I was in the band as well through middle, middle school and high school. Yeah, right and, on. you know, I played drums for all those years and some of the people I still connect with when I go back to reunions are the people I was in band with. And yeah. um, so, it, those those uh, relationships can provide that connection in the in the moment, uh, but they can also be connections you have for a, a lifetime. Yeah, you. Um, I was going to ask you if you know your background, if you were a musician yourself, and you know, you, I guess you kind of answered that question. 
Yeah, I, you know, uh, more of a, you know, just play at the house kind of deal. I, you know, grew up playing drums uh, during my school years, started playing guitar in college and been playing ever since. And, uh, you know, have a lot of fun with it and get a chance to play, uh, play here and there with different folks and, um, and have a lot of fun with it. And it's been a big part of my life, you know, um, whether it's playing music or going to see uh, live music um, concerts and, and other venues. So who are you most excited to see uh, this year at Gasparilla Music Festival? A couple of them. I think Sunday is going to be the day I really am going to like. Uh, Lake Street Dive is really cool. Uh, yeah. Kingfish Ingram um, is uh, awesome. But they're, you know, Saturday's got some some great bands as well. One of the things that my kids were real excited about uh, was Young the Giant. Um, and we got a chance to uh, kind of bond over Young the Giant, you know, when they first came out probably 10 years ago. And um, so excited that they're going to be headlining on Saturday and um, have them come out. Um, you know, one of the great things about the festival is that we try to find something for everybody. If you look at the the lineup we have, there's um, we cover all the genres from hip hop to rap to DJs to mm-hmm. pop rock to, you know, New Orleans uh, funk and soul and um, it's blues. And, you know, um, so it's got a little something for everybody. But one of the things I always find, and I've been to most of the GMFs over the years, um, is that even if you don't know the band, you'll find some music you like and maybe introduced to a new artist um, that, uh, you know, you might end up uh really uh, appreciating and following. So um, that's one of the things I always like about the festival. Other thing I want to point out, you know, while our, um, our lineup, you know, is, is loaded with, um, you know, regional and national and even international um, headliner um, and, and touring uh, bands. One of the things we pride ourselves on is uh, finding a space for the local artists. So you'll 100%. find a lot of uh, local artists um, are on our um, roster and gives them a chance to be um, on a, that kind of platform for a, a major um, festival, uh, gives them a, a, an opportunity to add that to their resume, to show what they do to a large crowd. Um, so we're real proud of that and giving those uh, those local artists um, that forum to, uh, to, to express their music. Yeah, no, a lot of great local artists on this year's festival. I mean, just you know, going down the list, like Pusha Preem, Parrotfish, yep. DJ Sandman, you know, yep. um, Ashley Smith and the Perth. Random Occurrence, you know, That's that right. Lizard, so many yep. great bands. Um, Shelby Soul, you know, on, on Sunday, uh, Nick Ewing, big fan of the, of, uh, or yep. a, big, a friend right. of the show, yep. Nick. Um, so. Zippo. Yeah, that'd be yeah, cool. yeah. So, so yeah, I think it's, it's very cool to see um the the local bands you know sort of on the same platform as the national acts i, I think that's great um also yeah. i i'm personally really looking forward to goody mob one of the last minute additions to the festival uh, i was re- yep. very excited when i saw they got added that's going to be a great addition to saturday um saturday yeah. is stacked for me i i don't know i i think I, every day is a great day um of music but yep. um there's just there's just so much good stuff on saturday that it's going to be uh you know, it's going to be it's going to be a fun weekend, I think. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've always been exploring some of the bands I'm not familiar with. The Rumble um, is really cool, kind of New Orleans uh, sound band. And uh, another interesting uh, combo is uh, Eddie Roberts and Lucky Strokes. I don't know if you know the background on that, but Eddie, Eddie Roberts um, is in the uh, the new Master Sounds and has been in that band for a bunch of years. But um, his new band, the Lucky Strokes, includes two uh local artists uh the galbraith sisters taylor and ashley 
um, Galbraith, who are his uh, rhythm section dr- um, drummer and bass player. So he's, you know, a um, nationally known touring guy with the, the new master sounds. And he's teamed up with the uh, the Galbraith sisters to, uh, to form the Lucky Strokes. And they've been touring around for some time in New Orleans, um, you know, the end of last year. So I uh, look forward to, to hearing them as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to add that to my list for sure. Um, I'm all about all about the New Orleans vibe. So yeah, um, for definitely, sure. definitely down for if that. If I may point out one more person, you know, just yeah. from a, a local standpoint, you know, Judy Ann Jackson um, is a, a young artist um, who first performed at GMF when she was 10 years old. And now she's 16 and a seasoned um, musician um, and will be performing uh, with her band. So we're proud that uh, that she's been with us so long and has kind of, you know, kind of cut her teeth, um, you know, at GMF and is continuing to to flourish and uh, grow as a uh, as a songwriter and musician and performer. So we're happy to wow. have her as well. Yeah, that's a full circle moment right there. Yep, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, we're we're pretty much towards the end of our time here, Ted. But uh, why don't you just let the audience know again where they can find recycled tunes, how they can donate, how they can get involved. Yeah, thanks. Um, so Recycled Tunes, um, you know, you can find us um, online at RecycledTunesFlorida.com. Um, fill out the form um, if you have an instrument to donate, um, you know, and just think about what you may have um, in your house that you're not using or in a storage room that you're not using. Uh, look under the bed, look in the closet, look in the back of the garage and find those instruments that are gently used and still have a um, a chance to be uh, to be used by uh, students. Uh, if they can be cleaned and, and refurbished and uh, passed on, uh, those are the kind of things we're looking for. Uh, we're appreciative of everyone who um, comes out to GMF because your ticket to GMF supports um, Recycle Tunes and help us uh, touch more kids and put um, instruments in, uh, in the hands of more kids in our community. Again, Gasparilla Music Festival is February 16th to 18th um, at Julian right. B. Lane Park in downtown Tampa. I will be there. Uh, Jason will be there. And uh, of course, Tad will be there. So we'll, we'll definitely have to come by the uh, the, the kids area and, and say what up, Tad. Yep, please do. Look forward to seeing you there. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to GMF. Yep. Likewise. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate the opportunity. Take yep. care.